Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension. It's March as we record this, so what better time to talk about the Christmas specials? Hi Emma. Hey Mike. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tremendous idea. Why would mm. we do this earlier? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, um, doing it this way... Um, no, I can't justify it, actually. No. We, thought we just fancy doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... For anyone who doesn't know, um, the Christmas specials, we're going to be talking about the ones that went out post-2005. So, um, we are, aren't we? We'll do the Feast of Stephen. No, no. Oh, well, okay, I, does that even exist anymore? Um, possibly, and maybe, I don't know, offhand. But um, okay. <laughs> anyway, so the, the Feast of Stephen was an episode which went out in the classic era during the Daleks' mm-hmm. master plan. Mm-hmm. It's a bit odd, yeah. and it was remarkable in that it was the only episode during the classic run which like, went out on Christmas Day, and um, yeah, so Chuck, uh, when I asked him, his list included it, but I'm going to ignore it. Nice. So, um, as, <laughs> as is my role as his wife, I ignore what he says. So, um, yeah. we'll be talking about the uh, the post-2005 Christmas specials, as I say, so in order, those ones are, in case you're not sure, uh, kicked off with the Christmas Invasion. Mm-hmm. And the Runaway Bride, mm-hmm. Voyage of the Damned, mm-hmm. The Next Doctor, mm-hmm. End of Time, yep. A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. Doctor Widow in the Wardrobe, mm-hmm. The Snowmen, mm-hmm. The Time of the Doctor, Last mm-hmm. Christmas, and The Husbands of River Song most recently. Mm-hmm. So um, in proving once again that this podcast is not afraid to shamelessly steal the formats of uh, the other podcasts on our network, uh, we're doing <laughs> Christmas specials worst to first. Yes, yeah, shout out to the masses of non-voice. Indeedy. So, Mike, why don't you kick us off with your uh, worst? Uh, well, I'm, I'm loath to make, call this the worst. It's at the bottom of the list purely because it's just very, very meh, and that's the Doctor with the Widow and the Wardrobe. Okay. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just this one never really worked for me, even when I watched it, like, okay. on the day. It's just, I, I don't know, it's just, it's it was just very meh. You know, um... I, and you got like people like Bill Bailey and Sandra Armstrong in it, and it's just this. It just seems such a waste of their talent. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's not like I say, it's not bad. It's just incredibly forgettable. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, <coughs> my last. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Christmas. All right. Okay. Pretty much the same reasons as you. Um, I think it's incredibly forgettable. Mm. Um, it's one of those episodes I don't think I've watched since it went out. I think I watched it sort of fairly shortly after the broadcast, and I haven't watched it again ever. Mm. I, I mean, it, it's quite derivative for me. Obviously, you know, Aliens yeah. comes into it with the face hugger things, um, and it just it's sort of the same with you with Doctor the Widow of the Wardrobe. Just does nothing for me. Mm. Um, my beloved husband put the Christmas Invasion in, in last. Wow. Yeah, which shocked me, actually, because I, <laughs> you know, as we'll come to. But, yeah, um, um, he didn't really provide any reasons mm. why. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to guess. Um, I would say it's probably because it's just sort of a case of first one syndrome. That's fair. Yeah. That, that's fair. I can see where you're coming from that. And you obviously you haven't really got the doctor in it for the vast majority of it really mm. yeah I, I i see what he means but he's completely yes. wrong oh yeah i, I agree too yes mm. so next for you yes number 10 oh this is probably going to be my most controversial choice but um runaway bride ah and see, now chuck agrees with you on this Ah, okay well for the reason 
the reason is, and this sounds really bad, I really don't like Catherine Tate in this one. Right. I, it's just, I, obviously, it comes with the knowledge that she does get better in Series 4. But mm. when, I, when I heard that she was coming back for Series 4, I remembered Runaway Bride, and I was just like, okay. You know, it's yeah. just, I think it's just because she's just a little bit too bolshy and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you've got, like, although the actual prosthetics of the Empress of the Ragnos is very well done, she's just not, she just, like, stands around, like, cackling madly she doesn't really do very much i mean obviously just she's screeching really yeah yeah but i mean it, there are a few little bits i mean like with any of the christmas specials there are a few good bits i mean you know when the doctor stops like the the pilot fish by using the sound system mm. <laughs> he uh raises the, the screwdriver to the sound system and obviously you know or any flat out murders the rachnos <laughs> by mm. um but that but then again that sort of that moment gets spoiled for me because then you find out he drains the Thames, which, I mean, I'm no geologist. I'm not entirely sure that's possible. No, it runs from the sea. Yes, you can sort of just get the sea back in. You can't drain it. No. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, it's a Christmas special, so, you know, you've got to sort of, like, no, do yeah. like, have a bit I of... mean, I was a bit more generous to it, I mean, as we'll come to, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell an anecdote because this is the time for it. Um <laughs> When the Runaway Bride first broadcast, mm. this is one of the first Christmases that me and Chuck had spent together. Okay. And um, it was the first time he was really hanging out with my family for any extended length of time. Okay. And we sat and watched Runaway Bride, mm-hmm. and Chuck was furious through all of it. Ooh. Hated every minute of it. Mm. And I remember looking at my nan sitting across the room... <laughs> And I could see in her face, she's thinking, who is this bloke that Chuck Emma has found to go out with? <laughs> <laughs> Crushing his turkey sandwich in fury. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I don't hate it that much, but, you know, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's int- I hate saying this because I love Catherine Tate, but it's just Donna's a little bit too much in this one. She is, yes. She is. <laughs> Again, I've been... Because, you know, I think... Um, you can look back on it with sort of some fondness now that we sort of know Donna better. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, were, you know, and same as you. Uh, when we found out that she was coming back, um, yeah, I remember my phone just sort of exploding <laughs> and, you know, red hot with people going, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But she proved us all wrong and fair play, fair play to her. But, yeah, oh, on yeah. the day. And also it didn't help because this was before the days that they really got hot on, um, like, um, sort of secrecy about oh this is all the beginning of sort of the secrecy around what was going to be happening at christmas Mm -hmm. and i remember that that clip of the tardis chasing the the thing down the motorway yeah which is by far the best scene in it yeah got played over and over (laughs) and over and over on telly (laughs) in the run-up you know it was was the clip that they had obviously to get people excited about it you know and um you know remember it's only the second one Mm -hmm. so we got to get people into it and um yeah, uh, it just, it, you know, when you just like, it's in the first 10 minutes and then, mm-hmm. it, you know, nothing better happens throughout. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, it ain't working. Mm-hmm. So what you got? Um, Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's a sort of a case of doesn't really do much for me. Not really a lot happens. Catherine Jenkins is in it purely to sing the song mm-hmm. at the end. Um, you know, it's just a bit for me. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never did. This is the beauty of worst of first. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you've, got, you've got to be harsh. Mm, that's fair. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so obviously we covered Chuck's choice. So f- number nine for me is the next Doctor. Same. Yeah. Um, David Morrissey, I think we can both agree, was magnificent in it. Yes. On the other hand, Cyber King. On the other hand, Cyber King, which unfortunately, if anyone like me has seen the music video for Beastie Boys Intergalactic, <laughs> you'll be thinking of that entirely through the Cyber King sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um I honestly, I don't know what Russell T. Davis was on when he came up with the Amebis. Um But I, it's just sort of like, eh, what? Well, I think he's out as well. At the, at the point that the in, the, um, the next Doctor was on, mm. really, this is the height, this is sort of peak RTD at this point. Yeah. Really. And he was like, I'll just put what I fucking like on telly and everyone would love it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough for having the gumption to go for it, but yes, it, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's your life, but, you know, um, it, like you say, David Morrissey, amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, a bit, uh, just sort of conversely going back to the incredible bonkers secrecy part, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've told the story on the podcast, but for the benefit of other people maybe haven't heard that episode, the poor old Derva Kerwin was on, like, you know, doing the rounds, trying to put, trying to promote this show mm-hmm. and you know i remember watching there's a program called saturday kitchen over here which is sort of like a cookie chatty saturday morning program yeah. on before football uh, stuff mm-hmm. and um oh no sunday sunday morning before the sort of the football and stuff like that yeah and um you know james martin the guy who host the show was going right okay so what about this thing what about this thing she's like i can't tell you i can't tell you i can't tell you it was <laughs> ridiculous i've yeah paul has been sent on all the Schlepping around all the BBC studios, ITV, Channel 4, mm-hmm. trying to get people to watch the thing, and she can't tell you nothing about it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, my, my, number, my number nine was the end of time. Okay. And I've got a feeling we're probably going to come on to that shortly. I don't think it's going to be too high up either of the lists. So, um, perhaps we'll skip ahead to number eight. Okay. Well, what did Chuck think, say, for his. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, he, um, hang on, that was number nine, wasn't it? He was um, the end of time. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll probably skip talking about that for a second because my number eight is the end of time. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number eight is Last Christmas. Um, okay. I, I thought, I mean, yes, it's very derivative. I mean, we said there's much uh, general review, but I, I think, like, you've got Nick Frost as sort of gangster Santa and it's just sort of like it's like okay yeah that's kind of what I'm looking for more in a Christmas episode something you know, it's very Christmassy but also a bit bonkers yeah. um, and I think it's it's pretty much Nick Frost I think that sort of like holds it all together yeah, yeah. So, I mean I mean not, <laughs> not to knock no, Capaldi he's as good as always um, but I think that's that's the main selling point for me for last Christmas right so the end of time, I think, is completely demented. I mean, we're talking about both parts here. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, a case of what were they, you know, again, a bit of RTD hubris at work. I don't know. Mm. You know, it was just, it was too much, I think, for me. Mm. You yeah. know, I was like, in, in a case of, it was kind of like the YOLO strats were at work here. <laughs> I think, you know, it yeah. was, it just sort of like, I know, we'll go big or go home. And it just went too big for me. Mm. Mm. And again, um, again, I've told this story in the podcast, but the actual the Christmas episode was on Christmas Day. I was extremely ill. I had the swine flu. Mm-hmm. I had a ridiculous fever. I was like tripping balls. <laughs> and I remember sitting through the episode 
Yeah. And I'm returning to Chocolate and going, did that all just happen or did I make it up? <laughs> it's a bizarre fever dream. Yeah, it was really weird. Especially when you've got, like, <laughs> the master jumping around like, you know, a bloody Jedi on, you know, mm. Sherbert. It's just ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chuck had uh, the next Doctor as number eight, so okay. we were about the same there. Yeah. Okay. So, number seven for me is Voyage of the Damned. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's it, this one and Last Christmas are sort of I, I couldn't quite quite decide up until like the point of recording which one I preferred over the other because they're both very derivative. I mean, because obviously you know Voyage of the Damned is the Poseidon adventure in space, but I, I I'm I'm trying to like like pick out. I think it's because you've got um oh god what's his name the the um. Rixton Slade. It was yes. just a complete arsehole. And the fact that he sort of like makes it through. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like, damn it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know. It's... You know that's life though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If life has shown us anything, if not the existence of Donald Trump has shown us anything, yeah. the dicks will get away with it and continue to get away with it. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so Chuck had uh, Doctor Widow in the wardrobe in at number seven. Right, okay. Yes. And I had the snowmen. Okay. Again, it's not... The problem is when we're getting into the lower middle area of mm-hmm. worst to first, the differences between seven, six, five, I think, uh-huh. are pretty minimal for me. Right. And it's just a case of that's where it ended up. Mm. Okay. Again, you know, there's lots to enjoy in the snowmen, and I do, mm-hmm. but it just kind of wasn't enough to bump it any higher up the list for me. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's move on to number six. Now, I've got the end of time, um, okay. but because we're just because we're strictly talking about the Christmas specials, I've labelled part you're, one. Okay, you've, you've not included the New Year's Day one, fair yeah. enough. I mean, yes, you've got the Master with Repulsor Rays. But at the same time, there's just some because he's it's like he doesn't give a shit anymore. Like he like less yeah. of a shit than he does did previously. Um <laughs> there's something so like inherently dangerous. I mean the and there's lots of like nice little bits. I mean obviously you've got like the tease of like Timothy Dalton throughout. Mm. And um there's the obviously the bit where the, the doctor and the master are like facing off and you had the whole speech about, you know, I had estates yeah, and talking about the childhood and all that thing. I mean, the, the and the cliffhanger is just completely mental. Um, it is demented. Is demented, and uh, yeah, it's just, I just I I do sort of like, and especially you know when you've got David Tennant as the Doctor, you know when he first shows up, you know we've just come off like the waters of Mars, which ended with a suicide, yes, and and then he's got like a, a hat and a, like a lay around his neck, he's locking the the TARDIS like it's a car and it's just sort of like although it's not it, it's meant to be funny there's something so like desperately tragic about it it's like you know the Doctor's doing everything he can in his power to avoid you know getting out of what's coming mm. you know um, on the other hand the whole bit with like the the Master's sort of like coven in the prison, this is just a bit like, uh, right, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it starts weird and then just gets weirder for me. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's, 
I, I don't know. I think that's kind of like why. I think, I think that's kind of why it's it just it's not unapologetic about just mm-hmm. being bonkers. Yeah, just fully balls to the wall, like you know, crazy craziness. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, but that was such a weird year. I think for who, like in terms yeah. of the episodes that went out, because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> obviously uh, had this big sense of foreboding about Tennant going. We knew he was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had sort of the specials, obviously, not a full season. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just super weird in, mm. in, re- in looking back in the retrospective. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think they would they like they should have bothered with that year of specials or? Oh, no, I think they should. I think mm. it, I think they should have. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um I think at the time the the momentum of who was such that they couldn't do anything but put some episodes on the yeah on the on the TV and I think really doing a specials year and having an extended runtime for them mm. gave them it was like a sense of event television again mm. which I think who had sort of had sort of the momentum of hadn't hadn't it was sort of beginning to die off so it was kind yeah. of I think the show needed it as well mm-hmm. Because, like I say, it's sort of reaching saturation point. I think yeah, yeah. we just the level of hysteria over tenant, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it needed that space to breathe, but also I feel like it needed it. it sort of needed to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The show. I feel like looking back on it, the show kind of needs to get, you know, something kind of silly like with a bus in the mm-hmm. desert. You know, and then something quite hard hitting like Walters and Miles, which I still think is actually a very good episode. And I mm-hmm. think sort of the pick of that, by far the pick of that block. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like it needed to get those stories out of its system. Mm. So I, because I feel like, you know, if there's, if there's like a writer's room now, I'm not sure if there is, mm. and they're saying, let's do this. And they sort I feel like it's sort of now saying, because we, we've done sort of a big bonkers episode, we've done like a big sort of scary, hard hitting episode with a suicide at the end, we've done something as mental as possible with the master. Mm-hmm. It sort of feel like now we've done it. We don't, we can sort of step back a bit from those kind of extreme ideas almost. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my number six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mine's a runaway bride. Okay. I, I think it, I think it's probably a bit of season four Donna goggles on. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, you know, there is a lot to appreciate in there. I mean, I remember sitting there watching it first thing, going, yeah, Donna is a bit screechy, but I did, I mean, I love the rack, and I thought that's such a cool cool design idea. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously what it ends up leading into as well is very interesting mm-hmm. um, with Mr. Sachs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I give it a little bit more of a pass than I think uh, than you guys do, so. Mm. Okay. Um, so my number five is Christmas Invasion. Ooh, same. Yeah, oh, cool. Yep. Um, and I think it's because we have the Sycorax, who are such an interesting-looking alien, and it's such a shame they've never done anything with them, like, since, Six. really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously you've got the sword fight. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting, especially now that, you know, Clara's time has come and gone, mm. to see, you know, Rose try to be the doctor and just fail yeah she cannot hack it i mean it had this had this been done with clara if she'd have just aced it you know the doctor never needed woken up no. you know um but you that know, probably would have been the plot yeah probably <laughs> but i mean it's it's you know when she's like trying to like bluff the second by just throwing out all these terms that she's heard the doctor say 
And, you know, she's clearly not convincing anybody, you know, even one of the humans which she's with. And it's just, I mean, the whole bit where, you know, she breaks down after uh, Harriet Jones, Prime Minister, yes, we knew who she was, um, mm. does a television broadcast, you know, saying, you know, Doctor, we need you. The bit where she, like, breaks down and says, he's left me, I thought was a little bit too overall. But, I mean, of course, this, this is Russell T. Davis, who, you know, it's... It, that's still it was still at this point of Doctor Who's like rebirth where there's still a lot of soapy elements in it so mm. but I mean it's 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 really it's pretty darn good I have to say yeah I think good stuff and I think there's it, it kind of I mean we got to remember how much of an experiment this was mm. no one had any idea this was going to work it was a big risk mm-hmm. you know and like I say up until this point Doctor Who was not like associated with Christmas it was not the the Christmas show, we all sit around and watch. No. So to to really just put their mark out there, it was incredibly risky, mm-hmm. but it, it paid off in big ways. And I think it 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 sort of straddled the serious silly barrier in a way they haven't quite successfully done maybe since. Mm. Like when you see the Sikrax for the first time and they're in the Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> yes, with nice. all their heads in the dark background, I roared with laughter <laughs> watching that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Doctor waking up and realizing he's quoting the Lion King. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die by a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm being revived by tea. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know it was, like I say, it, it just about, it, it walked that tightrope between silly and serious brilliantly. It was, it, and it really, to see, it really made the thought of Doctor Who without, uh, or Christmas without Doctor Who on telly unthinkable. Mm. And in one show to do that. Yeah. Is, is such an achievement. I don't think it should really be underestimated. If this hadn't worked, we wouldn't be talking about this now. No. And like I say, everything they did in that first year was such a risk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows if it had really failed, who knows where Doctor Who would have gone after that. Yeah. So fair play to the Christmas Invasion. It did a lot of work and it's unappreciated for its, for its uh, for everything it did, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Chuck have for his number five, have we? Number five, he had the snowmen. Okay. Um, so my number four is the time with the doctor. Ooh, uh, same again for me. All oh, right, nice. Um, obviously, regeneration episode. Matt Smith's swan song. It's great. I mean, the fact, uh, even like the fact that you know, after nine hundred years of combat on Trenzalore, it comes down to the Doctor versus the Daleks. You know, as it always should be. Yes. You know, and like like you say, Matt Smith just absolutely nailed just it. Kills it. Yeah. And I- what will we do with that handles? Yeah. Oh, handles. God bless him. Mm. Um, you know, I say, it says you saying about Matt Smith that he can act opposite, basically, an inanimate head <laughs> and make you feel feels. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, you know, the regeneration episode. So, I mean, obviously, we knew it was coming because, you know, we had the teacher of Capaldi and Day of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. But still that moment where he gets his new regeneration cycle and he just actually weaponizes it against the Daleks. It's just like, yes! You know? And the only thing I was like, I'm still sort of on the fence about like his farewell speech. I sort of like wonder sometimes whether, you know, the last we saw of Matt Smith's Doctor would have been when he says, you know, love from Gallifrey boys. Mm. I mean, obviously, but at the same time, yes, he needs like a proper farewell speech. You know what I mean? It's like every, every, pretty much every doctor before him, maybe he's tenant accepted, um, 
has like you know like a, a final like and but I thought I always thought like Love from Galvey Boys would have just been like great <laughs> like, like it's just like like nice big fuck you here's a new incarnation uh, yeah. Chuck's number four mm-hmm. Christmas Carol okay mm. right <laughs> okay yeah I think uh, like I say I think that might be a bit of Catherine Jenkins at work there so hmm Moving on. Moving on. And um, number three, I've got the snowmen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think again, it's it's Matt Smith because when you have like the Doctor, you know, effectively being retired, you know, he's he's generally sort of like I don't give a shit, you know, which is fair. He's he's lost the ponds, you know, his his mm. first companions. So obviously, it's very smart. He's hurting a lot, mm. and. Um, but also you've got you've got like you know um Vastrogenian Strax and you know Strax is just sort of being completely mental in this one i mean i always chuckle at the the bit with the worm even though it's just like you know comedy 101 mm. um uh, but also i sort of like give it the pass because you know that moment obviously you know we've talked about the bigger in the in- on the inside moments mm-hmm. um but you know when we enter the dark, you know, because before, you know, Clara gets into the TARDIS, you can sort of like tell it has changed. The interior mm-hmm. has changed. But when the Doctor slams the lever down and it's like it bursts into life and the, the lights start like spinning around. And it's just like, oh, that's good. You know, yes. I, I always, I always love the reveal of the new TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Chuck's was Time of the Doctor. Okay. And mine was the Doctor we in the wardrobe. Oh, okay. Make diversion from like, <laughs> from our uh, synchronicity elsewhere. I I really like it. I couldn't really tell you what I think is. It's got a lot of it's sort of that sentimental Christmassy kind of family thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of hits you in the right. It kind of hit me in the right place watching it. So yeah, that's absolutely fair enough. <laughs> that's fair enough. I have no problems with that. I think it's just I don't know. It just never really did anything for me. I think yeah. that's pretty much the only reason it's at the bottom of my list. It was just like yeah, that was. Yeah. It's a thing that happened. Yeah. Um, my number two is The Husbands of River Song. Okay. And um, it's just, it's it's purely Peter Capaldi and Alex Kingston just bouncing off one another. I mean, it's it's so weird because we've, we're so used to, like, seeing her play against Matt Smith. Mm. But here it just, it just seems a lot more, like, natural somehow. And obviously you've got Greg Davies's Hydroflax just shooting the scenery like no tomorrow. Mm. And it's sort of like I still sort of wonder whether again, like this should have been like Moffat's last hurrah. Hurrah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it would have been a, a perfect hurrah. I mean I'm not saying that I don't doubt season ten will be excellent. I think he's gonna go all out if it this is this is the last um full series as uh showrunner. Um, but I think this would have been like a good full stop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Fair enough, Ski. Uh, my number two is Voyager of the Damned. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yes. Uh, it's fun. I, I I I really enjoyed it. And again, it's got just enough silly, just enough serious. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I really I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. Um. So Chuck's number two was last Christmas, which really um, surprised me, actually. Right. Sentimental old git in his old age, I think, probably. So, mm. 
I would imagine that's what calls that. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing with Last Christmas for me is I think it would have placed higher. Yeah, since we were talking about Husband River Song, if this had been Jenna Coleman's last story, because that would have yeah. been. I think that would have been a good, like, full well, stop. I think that's it. what a lot of us were expecting. Yeah. Frankly. I mean, I think when we, when we talked about it, mm-hmm. we were all going, you know, we were talking about, like, oh, you know, if this is the end for her and all this sort of thing. And we were like, well, we just sort of half expected it to be, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to slight Series 9 or anything, but I think. I think that would have, like, again, that would have been a perfect, like, full yeah. stop. I, I think we sort of talked, we've, we've talked at length mm. about what we thought about Clara in Series 9, you yeah. know, it, 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 all the problems which were attendant with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I think I would definitely regard it higher if it was her last. Mm-hmm. And it would have been, it would have been a fairly brutal way out as well, actually, I think, yeah. last Christmas, if that had been the last we'd seen of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there would be lingering questions about, you know, is she still like got a dream crab on her face somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my number one, um, since I haven't mentioned it, it's a Christmas Carol. Fair enough. And it's because of the, like again the timey wimey nature of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like how the doctor gets the the inspiration just by hearing it over the radio, and it's like, oh, of course I could do this, but again, he fucks it up. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really resolve the situation. In fact, it kind of makes it worse, actually, when they start, like, unlocking Abigail. And, like, because, but then again, in fairness to the Doctor, he does ask about, like, what the little, like, um, ticker is on the front of a, like, uh, cryostasis capsule is all mm. about. And I don't think Kazrin really answers him, if I'm remembering correctly. He doesn't, he doesn't, he sort of just waves it off or something. So, I, it's, that, that that's not really the Doctor's fault if Kazrin knew but never said anything I'm, I'm trying to remember it's been a while since i saw it hmm. but yeah also you've got like michael gambon just being complete dick you know they're proper scroogey sort of character and he does it very well and you know, matt smith on sparking form i didn't mind Catherine jenkins i thought she did okay. i thought she was perfectly serviceable obviously she was there to belt out the song at the end which is a very good song oh, it uh, is. Uh, yeah. also interestingly because there was because it used to be a for a few years there was a song in the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. it would sometimes, in retrospect, give you a hint. And isn't it interesting that in the in the Abigail song in her song, mm-hmm. it's uh, when you're alone, silence is all you'll know. Yes, this is the year before the silence were introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the song ends on the silence will fall all around. Yeah. so it's like, oh shit. It's- <laughs> <laughs> fix your tin foil hats, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I it's just I think like like you say, it's the right balance. I for me, I think of like serious because you know um, the older Catherine is quite happy to condemn an entire starship of people, yeah, like, who are stuck in the clouds, and he can fix it, but he's not going to just cause. Mm. You know, um, but also like the silly because you've got you know Matt Smith, you know it's like uh, big big flashy lights have me written all over them. Well, they don't, but give me time and a crayon. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can't disagree with you on any of those points, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a case of different strokes for different folks. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm actually interested by how different our lists are. Mm. I really thought you know we we would be very similar. Mm. With Chuck being the one who was completely different, because um, 
his number one. Uh-huh. He went from Voyage of the Damned, and I'll tell okay. you for why. Right. One, Miss Kylie Minogue. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I. Yeah, fair. Kylie Minogue, Kylie Minogue in a French made outfit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can I can see where he's. Um, I was gonna say I can see where he's coming from, but that's kind of bad phrasing, I think. Um, <laughs> He's lucky. Uh, all I can say is he's lucky we've been together a long time. Fair enough. Um, uh, my number one, I think, is probably a bit of a case. You probably could shout a bit of recency bias, but my favourite uh, so out of these, the Husbands of River song. That's I'd absolutely talk. fair enough. Yeah, knockabout, loads of laughs, loads of feels. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi, Alex Kingston. What more do you want? Yeah, that, that's absolutely fair enough. I cannot. I can't disagree with it. I, I yeah. like it. Like with like Last Christmas and Voyage of the Dams. Christmas Carol and Husbands and River Song could be easily interchangeable for me. Mm. Easily interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I say, I mean, that's the that's kind of the challenge of worst to first. Mm-hmm. Like I say, the the middle, the middle period. You know what you hate, mm-hmm. and you know what you like. Mm-hmm. But those middle ones, it literally comes down to how you feel on the day. I think sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. I feel like if you ask me about that list next week, it'll probably be different. Mm-hmm. You know, the middle period ones, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely... Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing with the sort of, like, ones that aren't terrible, but aren't, mm-hmm. like, stand out. It's because I always, like, think over, think them over and go, oh, that bit was good. I preferred that one now over this one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's fair enough. As well, I think definitely for me and knowing myself... Christmas ones have, you know, they've got to overcome the fact that I'm tired, mm-hmm. I'm full up, mm-hmm. the heating's been on for too long, mm-hmm. my family are pissing me off, mm-hmm. you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's it's got to deal with all that Christmas crap. Yeah. And then come and entertain me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I'm half cut, <laughs> I want to go to bed, it's six o'clock at night, you know. Yeah, it's, um, it's always know. the same on Christmas Day. It's like it gets to a point you just go, oh, can the day not just be over? Done. I'm done with today. Yeah. Any kids listening, it's in your future. You will like... Yeah. There will come a point on Christmas Day, it's usually about, for me, half past three, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I just want to go to bed. Wake me up on Boxing Day. Yeah, it's the bit, it's the bit after you've had Christmas dinner, yeah. but like your relatives and that are still over. Yeah, kind of like, like, I want to take my pants. I want to take my trousers off. Yeah, go you're like, away. I want to like, go to your room and like yeah. pick up your laptop or something. But you don't yeah, want to like. Go and my, I want to go and play with my toys. Will you please leave? I feel like I'm being, being yeah. polite to you people. Yeah, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to shoot them off or anything. Yeah, I could be wearing gym jams with a pint of baby sham, <laughs> playing Fallout right now. But no, I've got to sit here and be polite. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why we talk about Christmas specials in March. Yes, because, you know, there's been enough time to get over it. Mm. <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know, the trauma has is has now faded enough that I feel comfortable talking about it again. Mm. <laughs> and it's it's not, it's the period before I start walking past hoardings in June, saying, book your Christmas party now. Oh, yeah. I want to stab myself in the neck. Oh, yeah. I don't know, the park Christmas catalogue adverts on the television now already oh yeah because you have to start but you have to start saving up now for the park one which is fair yeah. enough oh yeah because it's week every week and it? it's a quid a week or whatever it is oh yeah that's true yeah so yeah. I, I give those ones a pass but the ones of like book your christmas party at this or that place basically want to throw in a bomb threat to that place on christmas day yeah and then, then you got like, the cards coming out and like the cards and wrapping paper coming out in august 
And it's just like... It's like I'm still eating my Easter egg. <laughs> That's a lie. Easter eggs don't last very long around me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, um, before we do our usual sign-off, Simply Syndicated needs your help. Yes, it um, does. So there's been a few hiccups in the financial process. I mean, it has gotten better um, over the last few days. But Simply Syndicate doesn't need your help. Otherwise, there's a very strong chance it could go away forever. So, for £6 a month, you can sign up for Simply Everything. And what happens is, you get the entire back catalogue of shows, as well as exclusive content, such as uh, Remote Patrol, Oh Boy, Remote Patrol, Trust No One, Shaken Not Stirred, etc. It's just £6 a month, you know, it's a monthly thing, and hopefully there will be more stuff going up soon. However, if you don't want to sign up for Simply Everything... Which is fine. You can. That's, that's okay. You don't have to do that. Oh, if you, you don't want to commit £6 a month, that's fine. We do have a Patreon as well. So if you go to patreon.com slash simply syndicated, it's just $3 per month, which is about uh, about like two quid, maybe or so, depending on the exchange rate, which is kind of garbage at the minute, but there you go. Um, you know, and you get you do get some exclusive, exclusive content as well that we'll be putting the episodes to. Um, or if you don't worry, if you just... If you're just like, you know, a generous soul, you want to just like donate something, so for the hell of it, you can do a paypal.me slash simply syndicated. Um, you know, simply syndicated has been going for 11 years and, you know, for it to just end kind of like this would just be such a shame. So please, please, if you can, you know, lend a hand, you know, I'm always very like flippant about like doing like you know sign-offs for the show like oh you know simply everything and blah 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 blah. but you know this you know we're in a bit of a pickle and it could mean like even our show you know might have to like go away and you know i kind of don't want to do that absolutely not we love doing this show we want Mm. people to hear it and uh, everyone else involved in missing kade wants it to carry on and mm-hmm. they, this is the only way we can carry on right now so yeah it's, <coughs> even it's, if yeah it's this or two show yeah. it's the you know it, you enjoyed this show think about maybe dropping a quid into the pay to the paypal mm-hmm. um maybe think about checking out some old episodes and uh say so if you enjoyed what you heard you know rather than buy a cup of coffee today mm-hmm. throw that money towards us because uh we, like mike says we need your help yeah I mean, with I think um, I was just looking at the Facebook pages. It's, it's the few donations that we've had recently. It's just it's helped us for the next few months, but like I say, it's for the next few months. We don't know what's going to happen. So, really, honestly, any help you could give us would be greatly, greatly appreciated. But with that being said, if you want to share what you thought about the Christmas specials, if you want to share your own worst to first list, you can do so at greatershow at simplysyndicated.com. We do have our Facebook page as well as uh, facebook.com slash greatershowpodcast. And we do have our Twitter account at greatershowpod, though you might be pushing it a bit for worst to first, you know, all 11 in like one tweet. If you can like condense it like the initials or something, we could probably pick it apart. But, you know, you might want to spend one or two more tweets on that. Oh, don't make me think and tweet at the same time. Only bad things can happen. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And we shall talk to you again another time.